if you're monitoring my system and you just reach out and tell me we need to do a tune-up on your system, it's been a minute, let's get that scheduled and I can do it all through the app. You know, no one wants to deal with their air conditioner or their furnace or whatever it may be. But if we can make that super easy, well, then who are they going to go with? You're the provider of choice because you make it easy for the homeowner. This is To The Point. A Rhino Experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. Hey, what's up to the point listeners? It's your boy, Cristiano, the host of To The Point Home Services podcast. And listen, if you've been paying any attention to the previous episodes, you kind of know the path I'm going down. And this is me saying, hey, you got to make sure that you tighten the ship. You got to look at all the things internally. If you hear this unstable market talk that I've been talking about or demand is low stuff I've been talking about, I'm not just making shit up. Like these are things that that are actively happening that you have to pay attention to. That doesn't mean that your business is going to fail. Doesn't mean there's not leads, you know, leads out there to get. It's just the right time to focus on other things. So we've been, you know, adding different, having different conversations with different guests about things that you can do internally, you know, to look, to make the, uh, the business like I said, to, to tighten the ship, to make sure that you're fixing all the things internally that you absolutely have control over. But then there's also alternative ways to get things done. And so this was a perfect episode. So I want to real quick, go ahead and uh, just say hello to my my guest co-host today, my my good friend, my buddy, Chad Peterman, who is uh, from Peterman Brothers. Chad, welcome back, bro. Yeah, thanks, man. Excited to uh, to be on here and uh, and talk to hopefully people about things that, uh, you know, the small things that we can all be doing to uh, increase, um, you know, our service offering and uh, and also just really kind of tighten down that ship, as you said. Dude, is this your second time being my guest? Well, no, you were a guest co-host with Paul way back in the day, right? Because I think I was gone. But does it have you yep. ever hosted with me before? I feel like we did do this once before. First time hosting with you. I hosted with Paul. We interviewed uh, Mr. John Conway. Oh, that's um, right. On that uh, episode. I think you were in uh, Europe or something. Got something it. like that. Okay. Well, this will be much better being my co-host because tall yeah. Paul sucks. <laughs> he was just on a few weeks ago and I got the bus's chops. That was a lot of fun. But welcome back. And then we also have on here too, Josh Teagle from smartac.com. Josh, welcome to the podcast, bro. Yeah, thanks. Hey, Appreciate I, I, I want to give you a quick shout out too, because, you know, for all to all of our podcast listeners, smartac.com stepped up in a, in a big way uh, after uh, we already decided to have this, you know, that bring him on here to be a, a sponsor, a big time sponsor on the podcast and a partner. So Josh, I appreciate you doing that. And, and for those of you that know, like we don't normally ever have sponsors on here, but what I've started to do is, you know, the, some of the products and services that I really, really believe in. I wanted to give them the opportunity to be a part of the, to be, to do a little bit more with the podcast. So, so Josh, I appreciate that, but I'm excited to, about the the why behind this smartac.com stuff. And if you listen to the Ken Goodrich episode earlier, you heard him talking about it. And you know, that guy seems to be a pretty sharp dude. He makes pretty good decisions, you know, and he's a, you know, he, he picks apart everything before he moves forward with anything. But you know, if you can get uh, his blessing on things, you know, it's kind of been put through the ringer. So there must be something to it. So what I want our listeners to pay attention to here is, again, this whole narrative right now is I just want to bring to you some things, to, some new things to think about that you could potentially pull into your business to make it stronger, healthier, set you apart, just the things. 
and uh, and having Chad on here is great because well let's let's go back to when was when was ACK? I don't even remember what the hell month that was. Was it? But is that in Q one? I can't remember when we were all down there. Yeah, I think it was February or March, one of the two. I think. Got it. So it was it, whatever it was. It was earlier in the year too. I had Chad on the panel, and then we we were talking about. I think the topic they had me the topic that ACK asked me to talk on was something to do with the recession or maybe an upcoming recession or whatever it was. And Chad had like, Chad, what did you say, man? What was the first thing when I asked you, how do you handle this? What did you say? So I said, we don't participate. <laughs> just straight up. We're just, we're not going to participate in this recession talk, but there's like, why do you say that real quick? Yeah. Cause I think it's, it's really, you know, all three of us uh, lead organizations as well as a bunch of your listeners. And if you as the leader uh, are participating in any of that negative talk or how things are going to be, you know, bad and, and things like that, it's, you know, you got to find a path forward. It's not about, oh, well, this is going to be terrible. It's, Hey, how are we going to adjust? How are we going to you know, modify our service offerings or dig into the data a little bit deeper uh, to find a solution. There's a way to do it. Uh, people have been doing this for many years um, and has survived. So what are you going to do is, is from, uh, from your leader's seat um, to really affect change and uh, to really, you know, fight through what may be adverse economic conditions or, you know, a lot of us have experienced over the course of this year, you know, adverse weather conditions. Right. Um, and so what are you going to do to, uh, to move the company, continue to move the company forward, regardless of what the outside world throws at you? Yeah. And, and, uh, are you having a good year? Are you having a shitty year, Peterman brothers? Yeah, we're having a good year. Um, and, uh, you know, not, uh, not where we want to be, but that's just part of life, right? Uh, if you're not where you want to be, uh, you need to make a plan to get there. And I think that, uh, really excited to have Josh on here. Um, and, uh, you know, understand a little bit more about what they're doing and, and how that may, you know, benefit a lot of people out there for sure. Perfect. Well, what I wanted you to hear is that you're in Indian, and for those who don't know that are listening you know, Chad is out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Well, it really is that, that Midwest weather hasn't been uh, very lucrative, you know, for the HVAC industry. But again, he's, even though he's saying he's not having the year he wanted, Chad has a very, very, very high expectations of the business. You would be grateful to have his low bar expectation for your business. So, but what I love about, you know, where, where Chad and I really connected is I love that he just, I mean, he refuses to believe in this narrative. It's basically a psychological play. You can't buy into the shit. Even if it's real, you got to not, but you buy into it. You're already, you know, you've already lost half of the battle. So what are you doing to, you know, to, to continue to, you know, move your business forward? So that's why I brought on, you know, uh, Liz to talk about CSR coaching, because those are things that you can absolutely control. And typically you always find some, some juice in that squeeze, um, no matter what size or age of business. If you're answering your own phone because you're a, a, a one-man operation right now, uh, you're probably doing pretty good. As long as you're answering your phone and you're doing it professionally, you're probably doing okay. But as you scale, like these are things you have to pay attention to. And then, of course, the answering services piece of it with bringing on, on Nexo is another thing because the answering services butcher our leads all the time. And typically, it's after-hours leads where they've got high close ratios, things like high close ratios, higher revenue attached to it. So... Just say all the things that you can focus on internally that are up to you if you are leading one of these organizations. So maybe what you can do, Chad, is just share a few things because um, 
this this actually will lead up to how we even connected with Josh and Smart AC and found out about it because I'd actually been hearing about it for over like the course of the last year and I didn't pay much mind to it, you know, early on other than, than hearing it or I was, you know, I would be with Ken and Ken would bring it up to me. He's actually the first one that brought it up, brought it up to me. But before we get to that part with Josh, maybe just um, share a little bit about when you first heard about like smart the smart AC as a potential option for Peterman brothers. Like what was it that even got your attention? Because I know that you are uh, incredibly busy and getting you locked down is very difficult. So to get your attention means there had to been something there that, that, you know, that you're like, okay, cool. I could see how this could potentially be great for not only your business, but for the industry as a whole. Like what was it, dude? Like when did you even first hear about all this? Yeah, so uh, probably heard about it. Uh, well, Josh came out to visit. What was that? Probably, shoot, it's probably been a year ish, maybe end of last year. And I'd heard about the heard about it. It was like, hey, I want to I want to learn more about this. And I think the biggest reason why I wanted to learn more about it at the beginning was, to me, it, it strikes me as something that can be a, a huge differentiator. And when you're competing for maybe you know, decrease lead volume when you're competing uh, in adverse weather conditions or adverse economic conditions. At the end of the day, the good thing about our business is that people have to do something, right? Like they're not going to sit in the heat. They're not going to sit in the cold. They're not going to go without a bathroom that doesn't work. Right. And so to me, this was a really a product that I wanted to investigate. And I'm not a big product person, mainly because I don't have a lot of technical background. So it's not about what's the new whiz bang you know, product offering that we're going to do. But to me, this seemed like something that we could potentially offer our customers that could be a differentiator, that could be present them something that they've maybe never even heard about from a contractor. And so if we can differentiate ourselves in the marketplace, that, you know, lead volume that we've seen fall or isn't where we want it to be or whatever it is, well, we can still go grab a higher percentage of those leads and do something with them because we're providing a level of service that our competitors aren't willing to provide to them. Yeah. And what I love about you, dude, is you're not afraid to try anything new and like think outside the box. So Chad and I had a conversation maybe like gosh, three months or so ago. I had on a guest that was a memory coach and I had this like random idea on like, man, how cool would that be? I wonder, or I wonder how this could potentially work if, if you pulled a memory coach into your HVAC training, into your Peterman Top Tech Academy, like how could that potentially look? And the thought process was, well, if you bring in a memory coach, they're going to learn how to do these things faster because they're going to remember things, you know, quicker. Will it work that way? I don't, I mean, I don't know if that will or won't happen, but I took it to Chad and Chad's like, hey man, there's something there. Let's talk about it. The point being is I knew I could reach out to him because he's a hundred percent open to trying new things. If he can make it remotely make sense in his head, then he's not afraid to move forward with something and give it a go. So I think that's what I, I really appreciate you. Not just because we're a couple Indiana boys, like that's part of it. Um, right. and, and I love to hang out at the Cove one, one day, all you listeners will learn about the Cove, <clears throat> but that's how this whole smart AC stuff had came up, come up to you. Um, as Josh came out and visited you, you, it caught your attention and then you're, cause you're looking at it from the contractor lens and, uh, I'm looking at it from the marketing lens. Like what can I do to use this to set a contractor apart from another contractor in a market? That's my initial lens. But then once Josh shared with me kind of 
really what all it does. I was like, oh, okay. Like this actually makes your customers even more sticky to, to you. Like, uh, and it's already difficult enough to, to, to get a customer. How can we like hedge our bets to really keeping them and not having them look outside? Well, what if you knew about problems that came up before they, before the customer even knew, like, that seems pretty cool. Then you are, you have the one up over everybody. You have the, uh, the first, the first shot at making sure that you get to them and to let them know they have a problem that they didn't even know that they had, but you can take care of it. Cause you've already got somebody like it was a really cool, uh, concept that actually has become reality. So Chad is like, because he'll pi- help pioneer this thing too. And I'll ask Josh later just to, about some of the others, but how, like when we started having this conversation, like t- take me through how, how you were thinking to, to take this to market. Like when you grasp it and you're like, cool, I can see this thing being incredibly successful for Peterman brothers. What, what was like, what do you think it is you're going to be your process with this thing for rollout? Like maybe walk me through that. So the other contractors can kind of hear it from your perspective. Yeah. So we've got, just to give you a little bit of context, we've got about 28,000 members that are on our membership program. So, so, so a again, you got a few. Yeah. So the, one of the biggest problems was, well, how are we going to get this out to everybody? So in my mind, it's always look for kind of the low hanging fruit. Well, we're putting in a bunch of new systems every single day. Um, what's the one thing that we want to try to avoid with a new system? It's a callback or a warranty or something of that nature. So what we're really looking to do is how do we get this on every new system that we put in? Um, and one of the biggest reasons is, you know, with a new system, if they're not a member, we give them kind of a, a trial membership, if you will. Uh, we want to provide that value. But at the end of the day, we all know is that in that first couple of years, there's not a whole lot of opportunity on these calls. We're just essentially sending someone out there to provide value, show them that, you know, there is a need and different things like that. And so my thought was, well, if we're already giving them a, a trial membership, what if we just monitored their system and let them know that, you know, hey, we're watching over this thing. If anything should happen, we'll give you a call. We'll let you know we're going to get ahead of the game um, as it relates to that. So really where we look uh, to, to roll this is a lot of our new system installs, um, because that's a lot easier than, you know, uh, it already fits into our program. We can continue to roll it out. Um, we can maybe minimize the truck rolls that we need to make on these systems that are maybe eight months old, where you know we're going to spend all the resources to send somebody out uh, only to you know really just provide value. Can we provide value in a different way um, where we can allocate those resources that we would have sent out on an eight-month-old system to a demand call um, so that we can increase our capacity to take on those uh, calls uh, that uh, where there is an issue and that we need to fix it or we need to turn it over for a replacement lead, uh, whatever it may be. So I think there's a number of things that it can be looked at. That's kind of where we have kind of focused our attention is on these new installs and how do we get them out there. Um, it also gives us an opportunity to really test the system and really get our team really you know, in tune with, okay, what, what are these things that, and I'm sure Josh will tell us more about what it actually does and things of that nature, but, you know, really, how do we test it? Um, and, and really have a nice data set to look at and say, okay, 
All of these systems are monitored. Um, it also provides a nice QC function where once we monitor it, we can tell right away, is this something we need to get back out? Did we set the system up right? All of those things that can be used as training opportunities for install teams. Got it. So I know we, I know for you listeners, you're like, okay, but what is it? So that is where the direction we have to head. But I think it's important to you that you, I mean, that you just heard from Chad's perspective, like once you kind of listen and, and you understand what it actually does, its purpose, its functions, all the things, it'll all start to, to make sense and, and you'll be able to connect the dots. Because if one of the, the things I asked uh, these guys pre-podcast is, you know, I've been working with contractors 15 years, 16 years. And uh, a lot of the time, the best thing that contractors do with this stuff is nothing. If it becomes even or even sounds remotely difficult to do, which is, by the way, what sets some apart, right? Is those aren't afraid to take and run with the things, but you got to understand what it means. So, so Josh, I want to segue into it. And then Chad, just fire away with any questions that you have along the way too. Um, yeah. But let's segue into to Josh. Like first off, before we get into the what is, you know, what is all, all of the, I mean, what does it do for the kind, like how, how did you come like t- lead me up to how you even came up to this idea of, of smart AC? Like how did you get here? Yeah. So my background is, uh, is selling to homeowners. I built a $60 million actually backyard makeover company across Texas before getting into the kind of technology in the trades. And so I like to say that my expertise and really my passion is understanding the way homeowners interact with contractors, how they they're buying decisions, you know, how you how you acquire the relationship, retain the relationship, things like that. And so I had the opportunity to get into technology in the air conditioning space. We actually started with a product that saved energy and air conditioning and had some data capabilities. And the world fell in love with the data. And so we really, you know, about four and a half years ago, did a six month you know, discovery phase where we interviewed a bunch of contractors that had tried the other products that I'm sure you guys have heard of in the space that have been around for a decade that didn't really get any traction and find out what do people want, what works, what doesn't work with what's out there and and what is the why? Like, why would you even monitor systems? Like, what's the business value, not just the data? And so that, you know, was the impetus for creating SmartAC.com. And then the why for our contractors, you know, is a very different thing, you know? Uh, And so we really tried to start with what is the business value? And then how do we reverse engineer how we create our platform around delivering that value? You know, not things that we like as engineers geek out about data, but like, what's what's this actually going to do for a contractor? And what do we need? And what do we not need so that we can make this thing simple, cost effective and universally compatible. And those were really the three main things that we wanted to accomplish when we set out to build the platform. SmartAC.com, SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. Yeah, it's interesting when I heard you say that you didn't come in from a SaaS side of it originally. You came in from the actual opposite of the contractor side of it. So you have both, but you have both of those, like both of those visions, like uh, from, from both ends of the deal. But 
you weren't really in the AC business. So it is interesting that you segued into it, you, you, um, and created this, you know, this product, but I'm guessing you, like you'd said, that kind of came from just noticing some of the data and, and then recognizing opportunity. Now you said a couple of things that I think most of the listeners are thinking, and that is we've have, we've have alternate, you know, alternate products or similar products or services or what are our products that have been out in the market that just, that haven't gained traction yet. Yeah. Um, and, and another thing is like the, I had on, uh, my old school, uh, co-host tall Paul and cause he's talking about the e-commerce world. Like that's taking forever to catch on. It will finally get there, but it's taking forever to, to catch on. Uh, ironically, that can kind of work, uh, in tandem with, with the smart AC stuff too, which is cool. Like the overall offering, but, but it, things aren't sticking. So like, why is this one going to stick? Like, why is this one actually going to work? Cause that was one of the first questions I had that whenever I talked to Goodrich about it was like, how is this one going to be the one that actually has, uh, gets the, you know, that get has the wheels and takes off. Yeah. So I can speak to that. Well, first of all, it's already here in, in full force. So it's not a question of if anymore, it's, but we can talk about why it has happened. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the main thing is that we're attacking this membership part of the business, right? I really like what Chad's talking about with the new systems. And what's really fun about our platform is that different our different partners have different visions for exactly what it can do for their operation. So there's no right or wrong answer. But I would say when we started the, the company and built the platform, it was around the problem with memberships. There's been a lot of conversations about, are they dead? Are they alive? Right? We all know that the value proposition of a membership is very very strong. Yes, it just is the the old way of that Jim Abrams came up with fifty years ago still the right way. And so we really wanted to attack two main KPIs on memberships. One, the take rate, the sign up rate, right? Industry wide, that was twenty percent. And so we we try we target sixty percent, seventy percent with our partners is the goal. And then the the retention rate, right? If people sign up day one for a membership and the reason they signed up isn't the right reasons. Maybe they signed up for a discount or they signed up for X, Y, Z, whatever it is. And they turn off less than a year later or a year later. There's no value in that relationship anymore. You just lost it. And so our goal is, was to build a platform that added value for the homeowner so that the homeowner would see 365 days of value out of the relationship with the contractor and not just value when the contractor was at the home. But then also, really, our, our, our customer is the contractor. And so our goal with the contractor is to give them another way to get Miss Jones to say yes to, a, to some sort of membership. That can be a sexed up two-visit plan a year or three. That could be a what we call smart maintenance, a one visit and then 365 days of monitoring. Or it can be monitoring only. At the end of the day, we don't... We just want to help the contractor get to a yes and then keep that customer sticky long term. So everything we do here, we audit back to that lens. Is this feature helping our contractor acquire a customer or is it helping them retain a customer? And what's exciting is that allows us to really care about the homeowner experience too. And we really, you know, they're both our, we see them as both our, not really our customers, they're they're the contractor's customers, but we want to give the homeowner a great experience. That's good for us and good for our partners. Um, and so that, that's really been our focus has been around memberships. How do you make them more efficient and how do you get them to be more attractive to sign up for and stay with? Got it. Um, Jay Chad, by the way, um, if you, if you have a question and I'm going to take over, just either give me the finger and not the middle finger, just the finger that's like, Hey, 
I have a question. Does that work for you? Yeah. So uh, one question I had for you, Josh. You didn't use so, the finger. Yep, you sorry, failed. You Thank you. Yeah. So, Josh, one question I have for you, because I'm sure that, that a lot of, you know, maybe smaller contractors are thinking, you know, hey, you know, my membership program keeps my keeps my technicians busy in kind of the off season. Um, what, what would you say to them as far as, you know, hey, this can be a value add? not a, you know, necessarily reducing the amount of visits and we're monitoring. What, what do you see as kind of that, that, that value prop to the customer uh, in addition to those visits that, you know, may, may keep those technicians, give them calls in, in kind of those off seasons? Yeah. So I think that's a key, key delineation that, that I uh, probably need to be a little, little bit more clear on. So we, we offer monitoring through the platform, but we don't intend that to be taking the place really of any of any homeowners that want you to come out to the house, right? So like 20% of the homeowners sign up for a two-visit plan currently industry-wide. We're not trying to change that. I do think it makes sense maybe to, to make those plans have more value by adding this, but you don't have to if you don't want to, right? Um, we do have a lot of customers that are doing other ways of retaining that relationship. But at the end of the day, our target is the 80% that are saying no currently. And so we definitely have, and we've seen this through testing with a bunch of our partners, that some people care about those in, in-person visits and some homeowners don't care about them. Currently, those homeowners are signing up for nothing. And so what we're really trying to do is have an additive. We want to create more demand calls, right? And, you know, we don't really want to create more non-demand calls potentially, but those are a big part of the business. So we're not trying to take those off the table. We're just trying to take that 20% take rate higher. And so really what that ends up looking like is maybe still 20% of people sign up for a two-visit plan. And maybe another 20% like the technology and sign up for a one-visit plan. And maybe another 20% sign up for monitoring only because, you know, those were the people that were declining signing up for prepaying for service. And, and there are a lot of people that don't want to prepay, which is evident by the numbers of the industry. And so are there methods where large companies that have 20, 30,000 agreements are trying to get a lot of that bandwidth for the non-demand calls back? Certainly. And I think that's a huge value prop of the platform. But not everybody signs up for that. And there's a lot of value in just selling, retaining more memberships without having to change what you're doing on the 20%. Let's just change what we do on the 80% that are currently saying no. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I think the other thing that I think that you should speak to is, and I guess this is one of the things that really got my attention with Smart AC was, tell us a little bit about how like the alerts work. Because I know contractors are thinking, oh my God, the last thing that I want is Mrs. Yeah. Smith calling me saying, I'm getting an alert. What's this mean? What am I supposed to do next? Tell Because this is the part that I really liked is that the contractor really remains in control of the monitoring piece. Yeah, there's a lot of nuance there, but from a high level, we came about this, we, we approached this talking to the contractors first four years ago and saying, hey, how would you like this to work? What didn't work with this other platform? What was annoying? And how would you like this to work for your work? And so what we kept hearing and, and what made sense was the contractors want to get the win. They want, to, they want to be the hero when something is wrong. And so what we've done is we actually allow our partners to dictate kind of how these, this data flows. Usually they're going to want like a built-in time where if there's a performance alert, the contractor gets that alert first through the dashboard. They can call up the homeowner, call their attention to it, be the hero. 
But if it's something like a filter alert or a water leak, like those are things that should go more to the, the customer in real time. And so we basically treat different types of alerts differently as a function of what's the business case and what is required to, to be doing right by the homeowner. So like I said, a water leak, urgent water leak is going to be going to both at the same time. But if it's a performance alert where it's trending down, of course, that really isn't a demand call. It's just an opportunity to add value to the homeowner with a two-minute remote you know, interaction. And then if the system breaks two weeks later and they, and they kind of told you to buzz off when you called them, you still look like a hero and they're going to listen next time you call them, right? Our goal is, to, is really two things, is to give the homeowner, I'm sorry, give the contractor first swing at that demand call and to let the homeowner have that transparency of them understanding when something's trending down. And the goal is just to avoid, avoid the outage altogether, loss of comfort. Got it. So, so first off, great question, Chad. And I want to take another step back because it, if I'm listening and I, and these are all like great features, what is it? What, what is it? What yeah. is it? Like, what yeah. the hell is this thing? So let the listeners know, man, yeah. like, what is this that's giving you that kind of great, I'm, I'm a sold on, 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 all the things it gives you and yeah. makes you the hero. But what is it, Josh? Yeah. So so in order to a- accomplish these business objectives, we needed to have 365 days of understanding the health of the system. And so what we did is we, we worked with some industry experts to find out what data sensors do we have to have in the home to be able to accomplish that goal. And so it, the base kit, and you can add on more sensors, but the base kit is a real simple sensor that just goes right on the supply vent to have the hot or cold air coming out of the vent every heating or cooling cycle all year long. We have a second sensor that we call the filter sensor that goes in the return air. So you basically get that vent to vent or vent to in system, wherever the, the, the sensors are placed, you get the performance of all the heating and cooling cycles. And you also, and this is what we talk with Paul about a lot, you also get the, the pressure readings and airflow readings in the ductwork so that we can understand the health of the filter life. And while most of our partners don't care about making a few bucks selling filters, we have found that our that the retention goes to almost 100% when the homeowner is utilizing that platform of the membership for filters. Yeah. And then lastly, there's one that goes on the water, water pan of the evaporator. If it's a different orientation where that's not there, you can put in a water heater instead. And then if you do plumbing, which most of our larger partners do, you can add on water sensors to grab different places in the house for plumbing. And so the goal is to check the box in the homeowner's mind that I have a company for HVAC and plumbing and Peterman is that company. And so those simple sensors, the installation takes probably the first time for a contractor, 11 or 12 minutes after they've done it a few times, maybe six or seven minutes. Um, so it doesn't throw a wrench in their day. And, and then from that point on, obviously, all the data is visible in a dashboard in the office where only the issues and, the you know, the opportunities, we like to call them, float to the top. And then you can, of course, facilitate that outbound approach to the homeowner, which is a different a different thing, right? We're, we're training people that, hey, this isn't the customer calling you, you're calling them. But the beauty is that you can tell the homeowner, hey, we saw this, why don't you pull up your app and you can look at what the data I'm calling you about. And so that transparency allows the homeowner to know that something's wrong, indeed, when you call, and then know that it's been fixed right after you you get out there to take care of it. Hey, what's the size of this thing? The, these sensors are, you know, credit less than a credit card footprint. Um, so, I mean, literally one of them just goes right on the vent. The other one, you know, if it's an in-wall um, filter like we have here in Texas a lot, you just 
put it out, put it inside. If it's in the system, you know, we have some accessories where you can put, um, where you can measure inside the cabinet. Um, but yeah, I mean, real simple sensors, the whole box is, you know, about, about yay. And okay. so we really, the, the, the most important thing was what not to do, right? It wasn't because it's, we could, we could have done what everyone else did and it'd be an hour, hour and a half install and cost five times as much. But the goal was just to, to get that customer stickiness and you don't need to have 50 sensors in the house to do that. Yeah. I think that's an important point is it's not even really an install. It's magnets. Right. You're yeah. flipping on <laughs> magnets. So we've had, we've had people here at the office, like take home units and try to like, like tell me how fast it takes you to install it. And we had our call center manager and people all across the company that literally, Oh, that took me 10 minutes. Okay, cool. Now we know that it's super simple to do as opposed to, well, this is going to take me an hour and a half to install and wire correctly and make sure that this, and we got more problems with the install of the thing. This, you're literally clipping on sensors. Yep. And props to our team here. We have some world-class designers. We cradle grave the entire thing from scratch built around making that five minutes. So that was really very key in this core in our DNA here is making it fast and easy. Got it. So, and by the way, listeners, um, there's also a, if you go to smartac.com, there's also like a little two minute educational video on there that kind of shows the process too, and what it looks like and those types of things. So I'd encourage you to, to go there and, and check it out, but it, it is easy. It, it, like I can do this, right? Like I can do this. Uh, I'm not going, to, well, I know Josh is going to try and talk me into doing it, <clears throat> but uh, I, I will put it on my house uh, for sure. Uh, but I have like, you know, uh, you know, quite a, I have a few systems on my home um, yeah. and I have zone, like I have a zoned house. Right. So I've, cause I've, you know, I've, it's, I, once I got a zone system, I was sold on it forever. Like I can make my bedroom a different temperature. So, so do these, do these need to go? If it's like a situation like that, how many of these things do you need to, to put on, you know, to, to, you know, to capture the information from the different like, you know, zones? Well, that- that's a two part. There's a two part answer there. If you want to monitor every single system in the home, it's one kit per HVAC system. Many times, if you have a, a homeowner relationship is the goal, and it, and it should be, then if they have four systems, you know, maybe you subsidize the first one, but then maybe you're not doing subsidizing all four. You know, at the end of the day, like Got you're going to get the app relationship with even just one in the home. Got it. But it is one kit per HVAC system. It was built to to, to work that way. Got it. Because because this is to initial thing is to to get the membership have the added value to get the membership to make the customer sticky to you yep. the information it gives you allows you to be the hero to make it even more sticky um how you if it's you know i'm not sure you guys would know better than me like how the frequency of you going out and doing like zone systems and things like that i'm not like i, I know i i love those but i'm not sure how common it, it is but it's what i was thinking about is like do i have to put these on all of you know um no if you have different zones, so we have it set up to where if you had a three story, obviously you don't, but if someone had a three story townhome, let's say, right, then you can just add additional sensors on the supply vent for different zones. So you don't have, if it's one system, multiple zones, we've already taken care of that with the infrastructure. But if you have three different condensing systems sitting outside, that's when you would need three kits. Got it. How's this work like in like commercial and industrial or commercial stuff? Yeah, so uh, the sensors would work well, but we have been very focused on getting the algorithms perfected for Resi. So we really shy away from 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 commercial systems. So really up to like five tons. You know, if it's on a commercial building and it's a Resi style, that's fine. 
but yeah, up to five tons is really kind of our sweet spot, uh, which is, you know, there's 14 million homes in the United States that are on a service plan now, you know, in that space. So that's really been our target. Yeah, I think that uh, I, I think the the key there and and what really resonated for me was the ease of install, uh, the ease of install and the data that you can grab um, by just clipping sensors on and the value that you can provide to your customer. I, I think is the critical part because I don't think any contractor wants to take on another service offering or try to sell this as something. It's got to be a value add. Right. It's got to be, hey, you're on our membership program. Great. We're going to take it a step further than most contractors, and we're going to monitor your system 365 days a year. Yeah, that immediately sets you apart from like 99% of everybody else, right? At this point, like it's early. That, But but that was the key to this is nobody's wanting to ask for more money, and you don't need to. If you have to figure out how to work it into your membership cost, the point is, is you just made them extra sticky to you. You know, and, and it immediately set you apart from the majority of your competition. So we talked about what the contractor can do with the dashboard. We talked about the sensors. But the last piece of this we haven't really talked about is the homeowner experience, the app, right? And so what happens is, is that now a Peterman customer sees Peterman on the home screen every time they log in, right? They get their water alerts from there. They get their filter alerts from there. They get their performance alerts from there. They can live chat. They can schedule service that's now tied into Service Titan, you know, very soon with real-time availability, the text, right? All of that value, basically anything they have to do is through the app with Peterman front and center. And you you touched on it before that the goal isn't the data. The goal is the relationship. Right. And so I like to say that 90% of the value has already happened when you when it comes online in your dashboard and you can see the data. The goal is having that, that uh, them thinking of Peterman first, and having that logo front and center in that app is a huge part of that. Oh, dude, you just made me think of something. I forgot about this. I'm, thanks for bringing that up. Because uh, the first conversation you and I had about this was around the homeowner experience and the app. Yeah. So so the homeowner has to download uh, Peterman Brothers app on Apple, Android, whatever, right? Correct. So, so And then that um, app will send a push note if there's a, a, an issue that comes up with like or whatever, right? Like. Can 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 the contractor control what what is being pushed out to the homeowners? Yeah, so so they, they can't control everything. If it's a water leak or something, we're sending that to the homeowner. Urgent, right? Yeah, sure, but, of course. Yeah, they have some control about the timing of many of the other alerts um, because the goal is, like I said, for them to be the hero. Um, so yeah, we've built the platform around controlling that, and then a lot of people are starting to run their memberships through our platform as well. So you can actually set up your memberships, and when you sell them, you tag them. And so the homeowner can go into the app and see what their membership includes. So it really allows them to have a data source of remembering, oh, yeah, here's all the things I get from Peterman, you know, at a later date after the install. Real quick. So what I loved about this app piece of it, too, was if you remember this conversation, Josh, I started building apps at Rhino in like 13 and 14, like early, early on. And people are like, well, why the hell would a homeowner want to have a Peterman Brothers app on their phone? And, and the whole thing was, is I thought, I'm a marketing guy, and I want to keep top of mind awareness as much as I can with contractors when they really don't want to have anything to do with the contractor. If they do, it's because there's an issue or a problem, you know, for, for the most part. But I loved the fact that the app, and we built like 3,500 or something of these apps. By the way, if you're listening, I do not build apps anymore, and I will not build apps. You don't need one. This is the one you have. I got out of that game, but... What I did love about it was I took the theory of how it would work for a contractor and I proved it out and it worked. And I, and the whole thing was 
There's an app on my phone. It sends once a month the push notification just says, Peterman Brothers reminds you to change your filter or order your filter or whatever you want to do. Just a top of mind awareness thing that wasn't annoying, even though if it was Peterman Brothers, because Chad and his brother Tyler are everywhere in the state of Indiana, they might be annoyed to have to see Chad pop up again on their phone. But wait, Chad doesn't care. Uh, Just joking. Clearly it works. Best branded company in the Midwest, in my opinion. But I love the idea that you have that top of mind awareness that's not like salesy, you know, but you could, but you as a business, as a contractor could turn that into a, if you use say the e-commerce platform or whatever it is, you could even have filter sales coming up through. Peterman Brothers reminds you to change your filter. You click on it, boom, already remembers what your order is and you can get those things done. Is that realistic, Josh? So I'll give you two use cases, one for the homeowner, one for the contractor where, where this matters. Uh, for the homeowner, we have found that homeowners really don't care about air conditioning. All, all of you guys know that until the day it breaks. And so we are not trying to make an app where the homeowner has a daily active user or, you know, weekly or even monthly. Yeah. When we when we polled our customers, we did a thousand homeowners that surveyed a poll, with the poll and they said, look, I just want to know when something's wrong and then I want you to give me what I need to fix it. Right. And so we basically a perfect interaction with the customer is a once every year or two year interaction where we give them the tools to make that go away. And of course, the contractor is is where we point them. So that's good for the homeowner. And then for the contractor, um, you, you mentioned marketing. And when you install this this system, you take a nameplate photo of the, of the equipment and we scrub it all off with a bot like automatically. There's no data entry. And we store that in the dashboard. And so what we're excited is our partners are starting to mine that data and set up marketing campaigns as a function of the age of the system, as a function of how well the system's operating. Having a targeted message saying you're in the bottom 15% in Indianapolis in performance of your system, maybe it's time for a tune-up. Like some of those use cases are really valuable. And then we have built a lot of those features around selling replacements because we know what butters the bread of the industry. And so even just having the age of the system and, and tailoring your approach as a function of some of that data remotely is really valuable. So it's been fun to try to, you know, change the game for homeowners while hopefully changing the game for contractors at the same time. I think, I think too, uh, a, a really good point about this is, you know, when we talk about doing, doing the little things and, and really succeeding regardless of what the outside world um, has to offer. I think it's also important to take note of the outside world. Uh, you know, there's been a many a times, especially coming out of COVID, where you know everyone's busy, and you know a lot of times, like if you don't find value in someone coming out to check your system, like you're going to say no because you don't want to take the time off work to even schedule someone to come out. And I think that's where Josh's product really hits the nail on the head of, of really meeting today's consumer where they are and where they're most comfortable. Yes, there is a segment that really has peace of mind with you coming out, maintaining that system, checking on it. But there's also a segment, and I would probably classify myself in that, of like, if you're monitoring my system and you just reach out and tell me when it needs, like, hey, we need to, we need to do a tune-up on your system. It's been a minute. Let's get let's get that scheduled and I can do it all through the app. I mean, shoot, I yeah. I mean, what I schedule just about everything nowadays through an app or yeah. online Same. or whatever it may be. And so I think that this this solution really fits into not only differentiating yourself, but being, you know, we always talk about in our business, how do we create less friction 
in the whole process. You know, no one wants to deal with their air conditioner or their furnace or whatever it may be. But if we can make that super easy, well, then who are they going to go with? They're going to go with the one that makes it easy. Not I got a call. I'm on hold. I don't know when I can schedule. It's two weeks out. Um, all of those things, I think, play a, play a vital role in making sure that you're the provider of choice because you make it easy for the homeowner. And by the way, the theory, 100%, I'm the exact same. The theory of the app back then was, was a psychological play. It was, you have preferential treatment, I'm using air quotes, if you book through the app as a membership client or customer or whatever it is. And they would go through and even say, oh, we want, you know, Tuesday between 8 and 12. And they submitted it and all it was was a contact form. But in their brain, the box was checked. So they're not moving on to use somebody else because in their mind, now maybe the dispatcher had to call back and reschedule, but the point was it was done. So this ties all of it together. And by the way, like the apps worked very, very well. Some of you listening might even be ones that were part of those apps. And, um, but this actually brings it full circle. And so this allows you to one, add more value that the majority of your competitors aren't doing yet. So this is one way to set yourself apart. And this is why like whenever Chad and I were having conversations about this, even after we had met with, uh, who all went to that? It It was Goodrich and, and, Josh and Frank, it was, Frank. yeah, DeMarco. That's right. So yep. it was it really got my attention. I'm like, okay, cool. If these guys are thinking about it, there's for sure something here, but I also know that they're willing to do all the things and whatever all the things are is typically the hang up. And so mm-hmm. why I liked Chad's perspective is when he took it, he's testing it with some, you know, and it's taking, it's legit a 10 minute, it's a DIY. Like if you want, it's a 10 minute install to make an extra sticky customer that immediately sets you apart. And the app itself is great as is a, is a, is actually another value add for the marketing perspective, just to keep the top of mind awareness. And so even if you can do something as simple as a, as a filter reminder, who cares if they buy the filter at the end of the day? Like it's not, the point is, is that they see your name pop up all these little tools that make it extra sticky. So what I want to are we like about a 45 minutes into this thing? Holy crap. Okay. So, um, to try and tie this thing up a little bit again, you know, if you go to smartac.com, you'll find a lot of the information on there too. There's a lot of good stuff. There's some great testimonials I've seen on there too, but that educational video is very, very helpful in two minutes. It helped me understand, you know, from start to finish how this thing, this thing works. And obviously you can, you can connect with Josh and his team as well, um, to, to ask any more questions. But are you able to, um, oh, actually, before I go down to this piece, I'm going to ask you if you're able to share any, you know, any testimonials or, or partner information or things like that, Josh, and if you can't, totally cool, because I know we're kind of in the early phase of this thing. But this is something that happened. So when Tall Paul came in, um, he stayed at my house out in the Casita. Well, I didn't realize that the Casita had a heating issue or had a cooling issue and it was like 112 degrees that day. So it was sitting at a, at a cool 85 degrees in the casino. I had no clue. Sure would have been nice to have a notification to have somebody come out there and fix that before I got home and figured out it's 85 degrees in the casita. You know, so this is just one of those cool tools, you know, like where I would be welcome to that. Cause it sure would have been a lot nicer to know, 
I had that problem solved before that, you know, but same thing with the, you know, your kids come home from school and you know, the one side of the house is, is hot or bedrooms are hot or whatever, because to me, that's worth it, right? It's comfort. It's, it's a pain in the ass to have to go through the pro to get home, to find the thing. You're already pissed that it's, you know, there's a no cool situation going on. Now you got to try and reach out and catch somebody. Now you got to hope that you can get somebody out there fast, especially if it's summertime. Like there's so many valuable things to this and listeners, you got no excuse because it's so easy to implement. So easy to implement. Now, what we haven't talked about, Josh is, and I'll segue into this is instead is cost. Like what yeah. is, what is the cost to, yeah. you know, to, to, to do this? Yeah. I'm glad you brought that out. Um, um, I don't know how we didn't mention that before, but yes. Yeah, so everything is $10 a month per system. So we do not sell the hardware. Everything is all a service inclusive of the hardware. Our goal was to take that entire upfront cost that's usually there for two or $300 and take it off the board. And so it's 10 bucks a month, $120 a year as a service. And that covers everything. So if anything goes wrong, it's fully covered. So for less than the, the cost of a truck roll, you have that 365 days of, of uh, visibility. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's where where Josh really nailed it. Um, is the the monthly fee and taking the software or the hardware cost off of the table, um, because then you know you can easily roll that into the membership. I think that's what resonated with me. It's like, well, we're already charging people a monthly fee, and in most instances, I would assume most people your your membership is is somewhat of a loss leader in the first place. It's a you know, way to wrap a, a kind of put a fence around your customers and to provide opportunities for your techs and to be there for your customers when they most need you. But at the same time, if you can wrap that into the cost, they're already paying for it, um, essentially. Um, and then, you know, we look at from a new system perspective, you can wrap that cost right into the cost of their new system. Um, and you're not talking about, you know, raising your prices astronomically. It's a super easy install, so there's not a whole lot of extra labor. Um, to me, it just fit right into our membership program so easily um, that uh, that it was kind of a no-brainer um, as something to, to add value um, on top of, of what we're already trying to offer our customers. Perfect. So you still got no excuse. <laughs> you can't even say it's too expensive. <laughs> yeah, that was the feedback we got four years ago. Too expensive, too hard to do. And also, we didn't want it to only work with some thermostats or some OEMs, right? So it doesn't matter if it's central air, Perfect. it works. Perfect. Hey, can you can you share any other partners that are participating yeah. in this? I know we didn't talk about it pre-podcast, so I'm asking you kind of on the fly, but if you can, that'd be great. Yeah, so you mentioned Gettle earlier. I mean, holy hmm. cow, did we get put through the ringer. I mean, they tested like 12 different platforms. I mean, and they knew what was going to win, but they still tested all 12. <laughs> Right? Because they had tested a lot of the things before. Sounds about right. Uh, so working with with Ken and Jake there has been really amazing. They're they're really our biggest partner. Uh, we have a um, a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of things I can't go into, but sure. but they are uh, buttering. They butter our bread. They're a huge partner for us, and we're really excited about that. Um, but we have some other great ones. Peterman obviously is is also a massive organization, and we're excited about about that partnership. Milestone Smith. Eco Plumbers is a great one. McWilliams and Son, Balance Comfort up in North California has yeah. been a was really early, and Aaron's amazing. So, so yeah, it's still relatively early for us in the in the landscape of all of the industry. But you know, we've had the product in the field now for two two and a half years, uh, and we tested it for years before we even launched. So, 
not early in that regard. And it's playing and it's playing out like you you expected. It played out a hundred percent of the way Andy and I expected it to go when we talked to the people that were the early adopters. Like the Ken Goodriches got it in five seconds, you know. And there's a million other, I uh, say a million. There's about a two dozen other people that got it like that. The hard part hasn't been getting that. Yes, the hard part is helping these organizations do that change. And so for for somebody, we've actually had more a faster road with a ten truck shop like a Balance Comfort than we have, you know, with a with a Gettle. Their their yes is both ways, but it's it's the implementation that, that takes most of the work. Got it. Yeah, and I would say from my perspective too, for listeners that are interested in learning about kind of what's the strategy to roll it out from the contractor's perspective, I'm sure you'll put my contact information in the notes or whatever. But yeah, feel free to reach out. We have a we have the benefit of having a a, a large team working on this project for us, um, and I know Ken's been uh, super helpful. Um, from his perspective as well. But yeah, don't hesitate at all to reach out if you need it from kind of the contractor's perspective. Some of the things that we've had hurdles that we've had to jump over and things that we've ran into and like, how do we solve for this? Like, to me, um, we can all benefit in the industry from a technology like this. So, um, you know, yeah, feel free to reach out more than happy to help uh, people along. It's not, it's not going to hurt to share knowledge. That's for sure. Right. And, and, and one thing I thought was important that you said, Josh, is like, even though Chad says, Hey, I got a big team working on it. Well, he has a massive company. Um, if you have a smaller company, you don't need some huge team to do it. You've got to support what Chad's saying though, is you can still reach out to him, you know, for, for help, you know, or for knowledge or for how he's implementing things, you know, from their perspective. So, and, and we don't, we don't share trade secrets, but we do have a lot of learnings from a lot of partnerships we've had. And so we're, we're able to take people from a first introductory call to, testing in the field in three weeks and then roll out in six or seven or eight. So it's not, it's not too bad. Great. Well, and listen, and the whole point again of this is if you ever were looking for something different, or even if you didn't want to, but you know, like, Hey, what got me here won't get me there. I got to start thinking outside the box and doing something different. This is an easy solution. I say that like, you know, I don't, I'm not a contractor, but when I think through, the ease of this and how I would roll it into costs, like, cause I am still a business man. This is an easy solution. And it's one that isn't just some great story that's been told or some vision that's been like, it's already been out there, been, been proven. And now it's time to actually put it out for the masses to take advantage of it. Because that is the ultimate goal. Of this thing is you want to bring this valuable thing to the market and you've done it. And it's cool to kind of see it play out. So from where I was, you know, a little over a year ago when I first learned about it to where I'm at now, I'm like, I'm so in on this, which is why I wanted Josh to come on the podcast. And then um, once I got him to agree to the podcast, which was good, like two months ago, it took you so damn long to get on this thing. Like, I don't know what your hangup was. Like, don't you know, this is to the point home services podcast. You know, the volume people that we turned down that want to be on this podcast. Okay. Off my soapbox, but, but realistically, it's important that you listeners know I, I didn't bring him on here because he was a sponsor. I invited him well before. And the reason I wanted him to be a sponsor is because I want you, the listener, to take advantage of this. And it was really important to me that you understood how easy it is, what it is, how it helps you long term. Because again, if demand is low and you felt it this year, 
you sure want to make sure that you're maximizing your membership opportunities, you know, if, if that's the market that you've had. And this makes it so easy and sticky for you. And I want you to hear it not only from Josh's perspective, but also from Chad's perspective. So last words for you guys, like any, any last thing that you, that you want to share before we segue out of this episode? Um, I think you've already shared how you could reach us, uh, hvac.smartac.com or smartac.com, and then feel free to reach out to me. I really get excited about the deployment strategies, whether you're 10 trucks or 1,000 trucks. So happy to be helpful wherever we can. And if that means partnering, great. If it doesn't, then we'll we'll help you however we can. Cool. Chad, got anything else, man? Yeah, I would just say as it relates to this and it relates to technology in general and just really making um, your, your business stand out, um, don't be afraid to try things. There, there's always um, some different ways to think about things. We don't always have to do it the same way that we've been doing it for years and years and years. And so um, when something like this comes along, um, to me, uh, that gets me excited because we have a chance to not only improve our own businesses, but really lift up our industry as an industry that provides service unlike any other. Um, so I think we all have kind of a responsibility uh, in, in some form or fashion to, you know, always be trying to improve the service level that uh, is, you know, expected by our customers for sure. Perfect, man. Well said. And we will, if you guys are cool with it, we'll just share the cut your contact info as well with everyone. So that way they can get it. And obviously this is on YouTube as well too. So if you want to see uh, the little um, sensor itself, Josh was holding it up um, on the on the, in the, on the video. So, but you can just go to the website and check it all out too there at smartac.com. I've only said it about 500 times. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's easy to remember, um, but I appreciate you guys both coming on here too and sharing the information with it. I'm excited to watch the progression of it. Like I've already been able to see it. So thankfully I've had a little bit of a look under the hood too, to just kind of see like how it's looking and how, like, is it really good? Like it, it's, it's, please take advantage of it. Like take the, take the Chad Peterman approach of, of not being afraid to try something new. Worst case scenario, you try it, it doesn't work out for you, right? And you got to reach back out and ask for help. So, but do something, right? I'm, I've, I've brought everybody on and uh, you know, over the past you know few weeks, trying to give you listeners the things to look at internally to help tighten the ship. And by the way, if you can do that and take advantage of the demand that is coming in, great. You just hit the lottery. Like there's the grand slam. So Josh, Chad, appreciate you guys coming on here. Thank you, gentlemen. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Yep. And then what we will do with this particular uh, uh, episode is we didn't we didn't go live on this one, did we? All right. Yeah. So, well, I guess we're still playing around with that one. But anyhow, shared a lot of things with you. You heard from different perspectives. You heard Josh's, you know, vision all the way through implementation. You've heard Chad's, you know, how he how he, you know, got excited about it and how he's been implementing it. All these things. You don't have to do everything, but you got to do something. And hopefully that something is implementing smartac.com. So to our listeners, until next time, no zero days. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really Really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, It's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. If you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review. And be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you 
in your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.